Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. You know, I just want to make mention of this because if the person who did it is listening, I'm going to give him a little uh, thumbs up. In the men's washroom here at the radio station, whoever is in charge of the toilet paper, whenever they put the new rolls on, they don't just put the new rolls on, they take the end and turn it into a little triangle. Really? They take that extra effort. What are we, we're at the Ritz now? <laughs> fancy, fancy. Wow. I mean, the, the toilet paper's still that same crappy stuff that'll tear you <laughs> apart. But... <laughs> but I thought, that's a nice little touch. Okay. Someone cares. Yeah. It's very lovely. All right. Uh, for any of us who are uh, heading to 40 or past 40, grab a pen. And let's check off some things on a list that about 2,000 people when asked, said that you should have at least accomplished or had strived for. By age 40. Yes. Oh, Lord. All right. All right. Here we go. By the time you're 40, you should have fallen in love. That was the number one answer overall. Okay. All right. I'll give that a check. Right. I think I'm in love. We're not sure. Um, one night stand. Have your heart broken. Get married. Have a kid. Oh, I definitely had my heart broken. Right. I've gotten married. Okay. I've had children. Uh-huh. And I believe, as a very young man, I would have had my, what was considered a one-night stand, although it didn't last all night. <laughs> it lasted mere minutes, and it was over, and we both went our separate ways. Her decision or yours? Uh, <laughs> it was literally a meeting in a hallway at a party. Wow. In a bedroom. Nice. Done and done in minutes and gone. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, what about you on that list? Uh, I'm five for five as well. All right, good. So far. All right. Um, under the category of career stuff. Yeah. By the time you're 40, earn a degree. Yep. Reach management level. Uh, no. Get fired a few times. <laughs> start a business. Land your dream job. Volunteer. Save for retirement. Okay. I've got the degree. Right. There's a radio degree. There's a college, community college degree. I don't know. It's not really. You get maybe half a tick. It's really setting the bar low. I mean, there's a lot of group work involved, <laughs> which should tell you the level. Yeah. I mean, God bless them at Humber College, but they're not turning out brain surgeons. Uh, I never reach management level of any sort. Right. Uh, you? Uh, nope. No. Have you been fired from any jobs? I think so. I mean, I've been not called back. <laughs> That's a subtle firing. <laughs> that wasn't quiet quitting. It was kind of quiet firing. Yeah. Did you ever start a business? Uh, no. I guess I had a little thing called Kramer Productions. It never turned into a, more than a, a, a three-figure organization. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was owing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was debt. Um, well, I guess, you know, in, in the sense that I, you know, my voice work and that sort of yeah. thing that I do, that yeah. I, I guess that would be, but it's not necessarily starting a business. Land a dream job while you're doing some uh, NHL play. Yeah, that was before 40, though. Right, but at least you did it. Yeah. That's true. You didn't get that before 40, but you were doing, I, I don't know, was the OHL, it wasn't a dream job. No. It was just something you fell into, right? right? And then you ended up falling in love with it. Volunteer? I volunteered. You have done that. Save for retirement? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> a little bit. I did, I did not much. No. <laughs> Technically, it's there. Um, okay, things you should be uh, doing or have done by the time you're 40. 
uh, in the category of traveling. Visit other continents. Yeah, okay. Go on a cruise. Done. Go whale watching. Uh, No, I don't think I've technically done that. I've watched four whales on the ocean, but I haven't been on a whale watching boat. See a Broadway show. Uh, Not on Broadway. Yeah, I've seen plays, but I haven't been. I've walked on Broadway. Okay. I just never went into one of the theaters. uh, Seen one of the seven wonders of the world. I guess the um, Grand Canyon, that's considered one of the wonders of the world. Okay, I'm good on that. And fly first class at least once. Gotcha. You've done all of those things, haven't you? Uh, yeah. I well, fancy pants. I've seen the whales. I'm all right. Look at you. Uh-huh. Living arrangements. Uh, have an apartment in the middle of a city. Live outside a city. Buy a house. Have a mortgage. All right. Got the mortgage. Got the house. All right. I've lived outside the city. I've never had an apartment in the middle of the city. No, I never had that Never, either. Never lived downtown. Right. Random life events, things that you should have done by the time you're 40. Own a pet. Yep. Okay. I did it after 40, but I, yeah. Right. Oh, you never had, like, even growing well, up, nothing I had a, fish? I had a turtle at one point, and we had fish. Okay, yep. then that right. counts. That counts. Kind of like my degree at Humber. Yeah. It's kind of a half a lot of involvement <laughs> going on there. Had a really bad hangover. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Won at least 10 bucks on a lottery. Yep. Tried to be vegetarian. No. No. Attended a black tie event. Yes. Gone skinny dipping. Right. Yes. Yes. Me too. Not together. Don't lie. <laughs> Come clean Just with our to be clear. <laughs> well, you didn't know I was there. <laughs> I couldn't tell. And had a, <laughs> nobody can. <laughs> and uh, had a fist fight with someone. Right. Grade six. Yeah. Me too. Karen kicked the crap out of me. <laughs> Have you ever suffered a, a really bad a bug bite? Lucky. Ever swollen up or got uh, allergic to something? Uh, I don't think so. Like I, I was bitten once uh, on the hand by a wasp, and that hurt like hell. I bet it did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the most uh, common and painful bite, it is said, is the hornet. Okay. Uh, mosquitoes, of course, are the one we've all experienced. Yeah. But I don't know, and maybe I'm just forgetting, which is quite possible, but I don't know that I've ever been bitten by a bee, wasp, or hornet. Um, certainly haven't had, I've had like a deer fly bite, I think. A horse fly, deer fly, one of those kind of things. Right. Usually that's kind of springtime in cottage yeah. country. Oh, man, I remember some big, big ones. when, And always when you're out on the water. Right. Like right. you're like attracted to your skin when it's wet or something like that. Just, Getting hammered, like jumping in the water because of the pain and pain yeah. bites there. Um, but yeah, things like fire ants and horse flies, yellow jackets, ticks, of course, which you don't want. Right. Uh, lice. I, I, Did you ever have lice as a kid? No. Through high school, like through school? No. Yeah, some, uh, some blue wasps in our neighborhood this year. I, I oh, yeah? Seen, that's something I hadn't seen before, like really big, long things. They were mm. Gross. Yeah, like I haven't had dog bites or like kind of any uh, any animal. What happened to those murder hornets? They uh, are we done with that? <laughs> well, they saw they saw interest rates were going up here. <laughs> so we can't afford can't afford to live in Canada. The taxes here are murder. Forget it. <laughs> uh, the bad bugs, of course, are bad. Right. But uh, yeah. And I know that some people really, I mean, the bites can be bad and you can get an allergic reaction and swell up pretty quickly. But, yeah, I know I've never been chased down. You hear stories of people, like, you know, hitting a some sort of nest while they're 
doing um, gardening and getting attacked by them. Yeah. But I've seen some. We've had some pretty big nests kind of around the house that I've sprayed at night. But, yeah, no, I've, luckily I've avoided that. But I also never, I barely leave my bunker. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time outdoors. Kevin Smith reveals that at the Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez wedding, Ben wrote a 12-page long speech. Oh, Lord. That he read to Jennifer. Now, read the whole thing? Read the whole thing. And then she sang him a song? I guess so. It's still ongoing. Oh, my. Now, Kevin Smith says uh, that he loves Ben's writing, and he's one of, the favorite, one of his favorite writers on the planet. He said it was a beautiful, breathtaking speech. Twelve pages long. I have no idea how long that would have taken. But <laughs> and the bar is usually closed during those. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, Ben doesn't drink anymore, so right. he doesn't care. You would have needed a pee break somewhere in there, I think, in the twelve page. Uh, Rob McElhaney from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Ryan Reynolds joined together for on-camera colonoscopies. Wow. All to promote something called Lead from Behind. It's a, an organization about colon cancer awareness. Um, of course, you should have a colonoscopy as you age. If your doctor suggests you should get one. I think uh, if all is well, I think it's once every five years, I believe. But uh, unless they start finding some things, and then you might have to do more. Anyhow, uh, polyps were found in both of them. Uh, Ryan had a, a couple, and Rob had a few, and they were removed. Now, they're normally harmless, but they can turn into cancer. Mm. So. Good to have your colonoscopy, and good on Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney for doing that. Quinta Brunson from uh, Abbott Elementary, the show that won um, Best Comedy Series for Writing. I saw a commercial for it the other day. I don't think I've ever heard of that show before. Though. Oh, yeah, I watched the entire season. It's wow. brilliant. Yeah, it's very well done. It's shot in that office kind of format. Okay. Where you're looking into the camera, and there somebody says something ridiculous, and they all look at you know in shock on camera. Uh, well, there's been some controversy at the Emmys because Jimmy Kimmel did a bit where uh, he had Will Arnett drag him out across the stage as if he was passed out drunk. Yeah. Because he lost for like the 13th time uh, for his, in his category. Gotcha. And so then Will Arnett read the um, the category for best writing in a comedy series. Abbott Elementary won. Quint uh, Bronson came up, and, and Jimmy stayed lying there on the floor, kind of getting in her way. So now people think that was very rude. Rude, okay. The joke she's, was over. Yeah, she's going to be on his show, and she says, look, he was one of the first uh, champions of my show. I'm a big fan. She goes, but I don't know. Maybe I'll punch him in the face when I see him. So. <laughs> and talking about shows you've never seen, the average person has 13 shows and 16 movies on their watch list. Oh, okay. We're just, just never going to get to all of yeah. them. It's impossible. Stranger Things tops the list of the show that many people say they want to watch that they haven't gotten around to. Gotcha. I haven't seen it. Game of Thrones is on the list. Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, Squid Game. It goes on and on and on. Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of TV, and a lot of the shows on this list I haven't seen either, so... <laughs> <laughs> on your list? Yeah. <laughs> I'll never... Well, what I have to stop doing is watching 1980s sitcoms. Uh, that would help. Have you ever gone and snooped through somebody's diary? Maybe you know your kids have one or your boyfriend or girlfriend perhaps keeps a diary and you uh, read it when you shouldn't. But a quarter of people say they have. Although, it doesn't seem like nowadays that most people just share all their most intimate stuff 
online anyhow. That's true. It's like <laughs> Facebook is your diary. Yeah, that's right. We we put it all up online for everybody to read. So I don't know if there's any need to snoop around anymore. But a quarter of people say uh, they have snooped. Well, you would think that you know you're. What are you doing? Because you're inevitably if you if you're snooping because you don't trust, then. Right. Maybe you're just looking for evidence. But I did it once uh, years ago. This yeah. is like a, like a high school girlfriend yeah. or something like that, and, and I felt awful. Yeah. Afterwards. But they, but were your concerns no. real? No, not okay. at all. Actually, no. Yeah, because you, you know a guy would do it if he thinks his girlfriend or wife is cheating. And right. It's nor- normally like it's probably your own insecurities that are oh, doing of course it is. Right. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. No, for sure. I just don't know what you would do if your uh, worst concerns. We're true. Right. That's true. Yeah. Call them on it. Yeah. And then then you look like the idiot again. That's right. Although, you know, because then they'll immediately be, well, you shouldn't have been reading my my, uh, my diary. Right, yeah. Well, let's not turn this around. <laughs> You're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like you become some sort of like, like detective, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Now you've got to find uh, other evidence yeah. <laughs> to get around that. It's like a case of law and order. And, you know, one, there's one thing, I think, if you were to walk in and catch your spouse in the act. That's immediate. Now you face it. Whatever happens, happens. You storm out. You throw things around. But if you read it at 9.30 in the morning and you have to wait till 5 o'clock that <laughs> afternoon. Stewing. That's a day of stewing. I'm home. What are we having for dinner? I don't know. Didn't you have dinner with your boyfriend? You must be full already. What about this restaurant you said you went to 15 times? <laughs> Now, I, I do want to share this, because although I've never kept a diary, I did learn years ago about journaling, and I think it's important. Uh, Isn't it the same thing? Not really, because it's not a constant thing. A, a diary is really a day-by-day account of whatever's going on in your life. Journaling is a great thing to do if, one, you can't afford therapy, you don't have it covered under your benefits, and, and you're going through something traumatic. Perhaps a, a relationship has fallen apart, or somebody in your life has passed away, and you're, you're not dealing with it well. And and the and I learned about this when I went through a really tough time when my sister passed uh, years ago, and it was actually uh, Maria who suggested it to me. She had heard of it somewhere, and it's where you sit down and you just write everything. You let it pour out of you anything that's on your mind and in your heart. You write doesn't have to be proper grammar, doesn't have to make sense, doesn't have to have punctuation. You're not handing it in to be uh, graded. Right. It's just you venting everything you feel because you know, and we all know, after being through something horrific, terrible, traumatic, we think the oddest stuff. We have weird thoughts that go through our head. And I guess for some, that's what therapy is, right? That's a, right. A safe space to vent. That's right. Without being judged or, yep. or just to get it off your chest, right? And, and if you don't want to pay for therapy... Or, or you don't want to you know, say these in front of someone else. Mm-hmm. You should do that, right? Well, that's right, because a lot of the things you want to say, especially if you're dealing with something. Okay, I'll give you an example. A buddy of mine years ago that I worked with, his wife lost a baby like three-quarters of the way through the pregnancy. So they had to have like, a stillbirth. Mm. So very horrific. First child. They went on to have three beautiful, healthy babies, but they really struggled early on trying to get pregnant. Anyhow... Uh, he was, of course, heartbroken. She was heartbroken. But neither of you can console the other because you're both in your own little puddle of pain, right? right. So um, he was telling me, you know, we were talking, having a, a, a fairly um, 
um, you know, honest, open kind of conversation about what he was going through. And I, and I told him, I said, listen, here's what I went through and here's what I did. And it's amazing if you do keep it. And I kept it for a while. And you go back and you read it a couple of years later. You, you actually shock yourself at the things you said. Wow. Because you don't feel it at the time. Especially if somebody dies, you, you're kind of numb to it all. And then you go through all the stages of grief. But you, I, I was shocked at how like angry I was at my sister, my parents, uh, her husband. You know, it was just a litany of things, right? You get it off your chest, you move on. And, uh, and so I told him that as well, because one of the things he shared with me, and he felt terrible about this, was that he was kind of angry at his wife for losing the baby. Mm. He knew full well it wasn't her fault. Right. But your mind just... Yeah, it's you know, part of the stages of grief. Anger yeah. is one of the stages. Yeah. You know, he kind of felt like this was your one thing to be in charge of this. Right. You know? And I said, you could never say that, of course, to her. It would destroy her, but you can write it down. I'm surprised you kept it as long as you did. Yeah, probably about a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got volumes. Because <laughs> the trauma I face. I was going to say, like, some people must do this. Because I don't know how, you know, you look at, like, Nikki Six mm. and how he wrote this biography, the, yeah. the heroin diaries. How the hell did he remember any oh, of I this know. stuff? Yeah. Well, he must have been journaling some of it. Yeah. Well, I think so many of those people are in therapy because they can afford it. Right. But you are right. Like, I'm reading the Will Smith book right now. And he goes into re de real detail about, like, the, his father and... His dad, how he abused his mom. Now, that's very traumatic stuff for you You'll to see. That. You'll remember that. But he even remembers in, in minute detail about getting hit in the head, uh, in the back of the head with a, uh, with a lock his first day of high school. Right. You know, like, okay, again, but he really detailed, like, the dizziness. Now, he's an artist. He's an actor. He's going to embellish. He's right. going to... But yes, sometimes they yeah. go into real, real. He remembers his first dunk, the first time he dunked a basketball. I can't remember what I had for dinner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I could never write my. It'll be a short story Born. if we wrote one. Born, got drunk, <laughs> made a mistake, had babies, paying for it to this day, the end. Anyhow, yeah, um, if you don't believe me, look it up. Journaling is a thing. Uh, it might help you out if you're if you're dealing with something. It certainly did for me. Just hide it. <laughs> yeah, make sure <laughs> nobody sees it. Well. Like I'm about uh, six or seven. You know those uh, lined sheets, double sided. Yeah. Um, you can buy them at like Dollarama or whatever. Uh huh. I got about six of those full of uh, stuff about you. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I can't I can't vent enough. <laughs> <laughs> did you know the ancient Greeks were so afraid of zombies? They buried some people underneath heavy rocks with stakes in their hearts. Oh. Mm -hmm. Were they uh, were they alive previous? To, like, did they kill them just for this measure? I would hope not. Or were they already dead and they put the stake? I think they were dead. They were just afraid of them coming back as zombies. Gotcha. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was originally named Mr. Needle Mouse. <laughs> okay. I think Sonic the Hedgehog sounds so much better. Worked out better, yeah. This is when you know you've got way too much money. Howard Hughes bought a casino in Paradise, Nevada in 1968 for $5.4 million just so he could take down its neon sign. He was annoyed that it shined in his window. That's awesome. <laughs> That's great. It's a shame how he ended up. Right, yes. He had a good run there for right. a while. Well, yeah, how many of us would love to just buy our neighbor's place to <laughs> <laughs> not have to deal with that issue? Yeah. 
In 2010, officials in Tokyo went to congratulate the oldest man in the city on his 111th birthday. They instead found his skeletal remains on his bed. Oh. He had been dead for 30 years. What? The family was taking in the pension money he was still receiving. Get out. They never announced he died. Oh. They just left him there. How awkward would that be when they showed up? Wow. Uh, yeah. Close the blinds. And they left him there? Don't answer the door. Yeah, must have got a little ripe, huh? Maybe he had his own house and they just left him there and oh. they lived elsewhere. There's a settlement of people in Antarctica. And people who live there are required to get their appendix removed. Because it's over 600 miles to the closest hospital, so they want to reduce the risk of someone needing emergency surgery. And why do they pick just the appendix? Then? I don't know. I guess because you don't need it. Yeah. It's the same with, with uh, David, my young one, living up in uh, Nunavut. Um, if you yeah, have his appendix removed? No. Uh, but if you have, like, a heart attack or a serious medical issue, they got to send you south. Like, yeah. you end up in Winnipeg. You're right? in trouble. Yeah. How many goldfish do you think... Are in Lake Ontario. Uh, alive or flushed? Um, I assume they're swimming. They're right. reproducing. Uh, probably a few. They're not a native species. They got there by people setting their goldfish pets free, and they just started reproducing. There are between 40 and 50 million goldfish. <gasps> Holy cow. Them goldfish like to get busy. You think you could walk to Buffalo with that yeah. many in there? Yeah. When Aerosmith was preparing for their tour in 1977, they wound up passing on a plane because they didn't think it was up to the uh, proper safety standards. And they were right. That plane crashed later that year, killing members of Leonard Skinner. Are you serious? No. Wow. That's so funny. These two guys, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry, the Toxic Twins, shoving everything up their nose. Oh, but this plane doesn't meet our standards. Right, yeah. Um, uh, maybe it was someone else in the uh, crew who made that decision. Yeah, I'm sure that. Yeah, I'm sure they weren't in charge of that department. There's one documented case in the world of a military plane uh, shooting at a UFO. It happened in Peru in 1980 when a member of their air force fired on a mysterious flying object that still hasn't been identified. Wow. Yeah. Al Capone hated the nickname Scarface. He wanted people to call him Big Fellow. Or snorky. Okay. Snorky. <laughs> In the entire Lord of the Rings movie trilogy, there are no scenes where two women speak to each other. And that's a lot of movies. Okay. A yeah, lot of hours. I was going to say, I, I'll just go with whatever you say on that one, because I'm not going to go back and watch them all to verify. Did you go through them all? I watched it. I think I got them all. And you've been laid. Right. Yes. <laughs> you've had sex. Right. I actually, I think I watched most of it with the boys. It's a good, it's a good nine, ten hours, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, there's three or four of them, and they're at least three it's hours. Three, yeah. No. Speaking of long movies, after The Godfather, James Caan won the New York Italian of the Year Award two times, even though his parents were Jewish immigrants from He's Germany. not Italian. No, he was not. Other movie stuff. The late, uh, the last movie ever released on VHS was a film in 2006 called A History of Violence. Mm. 
And in the 25 years since Ron Goldman's family won a $33.5 million civil judgment against O.J. Simpson for the wrongful death of their son, he's only paid the family about $133,000. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. I don't want to go out on a limb and say anything too crazy, but O.J.'s a scumbag. <laughs> Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.